Hi, this is Billy Sands. When I want to spice up my barbecue, I always listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions broadcast show. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who run a four-minute 40, Chris and Case. Hey, ho Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 298. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing, utterly dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and not-so-bad-looking co-host, Case. How you doing, brother? I've been worse, Chris. I've been better, but I've been worse. Okay, okay, that's, that's we can go with that. That's fine. Uh, today's show, we got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about the Atlanta game. We'll do a review there. We'll talk about are the Lions buyers or sellers, and we've got some breaking news that may answer that question for us. <laughs> yeah. Literally broke moments ago. Uh, wide receivers, running backs, we'll talk about all that. Uh, what's changed on the defense? We've had this question come up, and we're going to speculate a little. i got some information, but I haven't been able to get to all the data I need yet. So we'll be back probably to that one again later in the season. We'll also do a preview of the Colts game, take you around the division a whole lot more. Got a huge show lined up. Case, are you ready to go, brother? Ready to roll. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. A couple of very quick announcements. First, check us out and help us out on the Patreon. Very special thanks to Dylan from... Woo, yeah. Uh, Of course, our very first donor, Mathis. Brian Burkheiser from I Prevail. Love you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. And who else do we want to have? How about Dopey Dog? We'll give Dopey Dog a big yell. And, uh... A little little side yell for Wisco, too, because he's been a, a big help today. Uh, hey, y'all. Uh, those guys are all Patreon supporters, and they get to hang out with us on the regs on Slack. The Slack chat. Uh, greatest, most intelligent <laughs> Lions chat on the internet. <laughs> the place to be if you want to talk Lions and learn Lions and, and all that kind of great stuff. So check it out. Uh, you head over to Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Donate as little as a dollar a month. If you want to do more, we'll do that. And you will be rocking and rolling with us. Give us a like on Facebook. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. Facebook.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Also on the Twitter machine at DET Lions Podcast, DET Lions Podcast, the very best place to see Case. Freezing his pants off. Yeah. And subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Give us a ringy doodle there and, um, you can see all the great stuff we do. You get notified, hit the subscribe button, the notification button. You'll get all the information you need from us about, you know, all the good stuff going on. Rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, Amazon, all those places, wherever you need us. Give us that five-star review. We appreciate, we appreciate those five stars whenever you give those to us. And if you can't see your way to five stars, hit us up in the, uh, you know, or the Slack chat if you're there or over on the subreddit. And uh, we'll talk it through, see what it is that's going to take to give you to get us five-star review give us a call via skype detroit lions podcast all one word detroit lions podcast and call us on the lions line at 929-33-lions it's 929-335-4667 leave a message to get a chance to hear yourself on the show tighten your chin straps kids it's time to review this week in reddit 
right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. Casey, with me, man? You ready to talk? All yeah, about? I think I fixed my issue there. I yeah. hope. Yeah. I think okay. You, good. We got you, brother. You're back in. All right. First thing we want to do is talk about that win over Atlanta. That seems like a big yes. one. That seems like that was kind of a game changer for us. Well, it, I mean, it, it would be hard to look at uh, two and four standing and, and not see anything but the Lions are just done and everything's done and it doesn't, nothing they did the rest of the season was going to matter that much. So three and three is definitely significant. Um, they can probably come back from three and four were they to lose this week, but it's, it'll be difficult, but it, I don't know that they could have come back from two and four. So in that sense, yeah, it is absolutely a huge, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> we'll talk about like how they won and that it was, it wasn't an easy win or anything in that of that nature, but that they won is massive for the, storyline of the year <laughs> yeah no and i think what you saw in this in this atlanta game was two desperate teams fighting against each other for a victory that they desperately needed and um it just so happened that the lions were the ones that came out on top on that one and they look good um they played hard both teams were playing really really hard it was a little bit of a different game than we thought but um we're there we're there. Yeah, and the the Falcons were riding high, you know, after they they'd gone in and crushed um the Vikings the week before, it looked like maybe they were ready to turn the leaf and 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 put their best foot forward for the rest of the season, especially especially with Julio Jones back. So to take on a team, I know that, you know, you look at a, a 1 and 5 team and we beat them barely and thanks to some errors on their part as not the best win in the world. But this was a team that looked like it was ready to have a big step forward. So I do think you can give a little bit of credit uh, to preventing them from taking that step forward. Yes. Yes. Um, and it was, it was absolutely that uh, a, a fight to the finish for who was going to take that step forward. I think you're going to see some changes there with, um, the Atlanta team, obviously they have a new coach. Um, they're playing hard for Raheem Morris. They, um, they, they want him as, as their next coach. Will it happen? Well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how things rock on that. I want a really quick hit. We got a phone call, uh, after, uh, on the Lions line and, um, we'll see what we can get. Okay. So first phone call from, well, you'll see, he'll say. Woo! Heck yeah. Let's go call girly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite Lions plays of all time, man. I was tight. Kenny G back there doing work. Stafford doing work. I'm hyped. Let's go. <laughs> Roche. <laughs> I, I totally get that feeling. That's exactly. I, I I was running around the apartment like a absolute lunatic after the win my girlfriend just sitting on the couch looking at me like she made a major mistake in her life choices so oh she did (laughs) i know that and you know that i don't want her to know that so (laughs) (laughs) all right all right she'll figure it out soon enough right is that you're gonna that's the story is here (laughs) yeah all right um we're gonna keep at this then um let's talk about um the the 
the end of the game is one of the the big the big things that I've seen mm-hmm. and it's um everyone's talking about. Um not just the TJ catch, uh, the Kenny catch where he caught it at the what was it, the six yard line, eight yard line, somewhere in there, and they decided to spot it at the eleven with no questions asked. That it's for a long time there. I was waiting for a 10 second runoff. I was waiting for them to. to oh, yeah. I, I thought again. we were I thought we were getting hosed, man. I absolutely did. I, I 100% thought that we were going to get screwed over by some something somehow. <laughs> and to be fair, I mean, we did actually get screwed a little bit. They they messed up the ball placement. It should have been at the eight yard line and it ended up at the 11 yard line. And that's that's unacceptable. Um, but. I mean, those things happen, but it's still unacceptable for for the referees to make an error like that. So. Yeah, and I I missed it in real time. I completely missed it happening. I didn't I didn't see it. So that was, um, yeah, that was bothering. <laughs> that was bothersome. And so looking so looking so hard for that ten second runoff to find that that was the that they would move the spot. I never even thought that that would that would be. The well, I thought for sure we were going to learn something about the rules because. <laughs> That's, we always get a we always get a good education uh here when when it comes to the rule book but uh no we, we it, fortunately despite the fact that they messed up the ball placement they got the rest of it essentially correct so yeah that works that works okay let's see um we're going to keep going here. Yep. Sorry. Just a couple things working on. All right. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the Lions as buyers or sellers. This question came up and uh, the, the uh, chat is still uh, still a light about all this. Um, oh, thank you, William Myers. Five bucks for 500. I'll take that. I'll take that in the super chat. Good, good times. Good stuff. Um, yeah. 500 team out of that. Let's uh, let's talk about buyers and, buyer, buyers and sellers and the Lions. This is going to be an interesting one because the Lions right now, just now, just announced, picked up Everson Griffin from the Dallas Cowboys, some edge help, which is what we need. And we've been screaming for uh, since last year. Um, what I heard is a conditional sixth round pick is what we got for Everson Griffin. And that means he, he, and because of the COVID restrictions, we're not going to see him here in uh, against the Colts, but we will see him against Minnesota. Um, where are you at on this case? High, low, happy, sad. Are, are, are you think Bob Quinn should be fired for this move? It's $3 million for the rest of the year, about, about, and a conditional sixth round pick. I, I think the risk is incredibly low. Um, and I'm a little surprised they did it because they haven't done a lot of things like that. I shouldn't say that though. I mean, if you look back, obviously we picked up Damon Harrison and this is, this has a lot of the same markings as that trade. Um, hopefully it turns out as well as that one did, at least in the, in, in the immediate sense, obviously we know that trade ended up not being phenomenal in the long run. But if Griffin can put us over, uh, help us get a little bit of pressure that's been severely lacking uh, for the rest of this year, that's, I mean, With it a- is the one, th- it, it feels like the one major aspect of this defense that is still lacking. So they, they've improved their, we're going to talk, I think we'll talk about it later, you know, how they've improved their run defense significantly over the last few weeks. Um, and that's great to see, but they're still not getting enough pressure, which is putting too much pressure on the cornerbacks and safeties 
and linebackers in coverage and still causing problems for them. Yeah. So seeing folks uh, saying they hope it turns into a snacks type of trade. Yeah, absolutely. Would that be killer? Um, I, I like I'd like a better ending in a longer term than right <laughs> for sure. But <laughs> but I mean, if you think about it, possibly a fifth I'm seeing uh, um, or a sixth. But man, it's it's a hundred times the value of that of that draft pick. I swear to God, to get Everson Griffin, this is big. This is this is exactly what the team needed, right? We saw new life from this defense. We saw new pressure coming in. We saw the run stopping <clears throat> coming in. Adding an Everson Griffin to this crew really elevates, I think, what we're going to be doing. And um, again, against to have him against Minnesota, oh, that's a beauty. That's that's just yeah. absolutely beautiful. Those are the kind of games where you really hope player, you know, they they know the history there. They know that they're going into a into the place where they were forever and ended up not sticking around. You hope that that's a motivator and that we see him really put out an, 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 a, a top tier effort in that game and then and then build on that going forward. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is this is this is big time. Chris, you're right, absolutely in the chat. Griffin, Shelton, Penasini, and Flowers. What a hell of a front four. Oof. I mean, we've had oh. worse. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, so that's good news. That's that's good news. Uh we love that. We love to hear that. Love to see that. Uh love to get the win against Atlanta. I feel like I feel like we're in good shape. This is, uh, I've seen people say this is the beginning of the Super Bowl run. Um, this is the beginning of a good run, I think, for this team. We've got some, you know, this Colts game will be a tell, and we'll talk about that, about where this team is for real. And uh, it'll be a good test. Uh, I mentioned in, this, in the post-game show that it's like a stepladder of difficulty on the way up. Uh, if we can maintain a high percentage of wins for the rest of the season here and build on those wins with tougher and tougher opponents. It it sets us up really, really well for a playoff run. Will we make one? That's early to say, but we're, we're a 500 team and, and it's not impossible at all this year to make one. We are about one win behind the teams in the wild card currently positions. So um, there isn't a lot of you know one or two more wins and we should easily be in that realm yeah 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 no questions about it all right so we're looking good um we're going to take this conversation to uh another topic here but really quick want to talk about um alleviating your pain your anxiety your inability to sleep and all the other things that are wrong with you case we're talking specifically to you yeah believe me (laughs) i know (laughs) Uh, any of those things, if you have any of those things that you're dealing with, head on over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get yourself set up. Um, CBD is the amazing stuff. You, It doesn't have the THC. It doesn't have the, the stuff that makes you high. It's legal in all 50, 50 states, and it, it has everything but the stuff that makes you high. Great, great at uh, removing pain. Suzanne, I have to give her a shout-out. She wanted a shout-out. She just... Great, uh, great uh, efficaciousness, we'll say, with her elbow. She's had some problems and she got it and she said it's just worked awesome. She's stoked about it. <clears throat> All kinds of great feedback. Uh, I haven't had negative feedback except from one guy who needed a little more than he was t- he was taking. Uh, otherwise, 100% across the board, I've had great, great feedback about this stuff. And it is really, really something. These gummies, um, these are the chill with the Delta 8. I, I can't recommend this Delta 8 line highly enough. 
Um, this stuff will really, really take care of any kind of body aches or pains, and it will absolutely help you sleep the sleep of the dead. I mean, it is absolutely fabulous. I have not slept as good as I have since I got those um, in as long as I can remember. Good, good stuff. And you wake up, you're not groggy. It's not like an ambient or anything like that. It's just you can snap up. Shake it off and off you go. You're you're good to go. So cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Head over there. Get all your CBD needs. And uh, I'll tell you for the St. Jude thing, these guys are working with us on a, a big sponsorship and partnership. I, I, I Head on over there. Help them out. Help them help us help St. Jude. And uh, we'll get you taken and we'll get everybody taken care of there. cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Okay. Let's get on to wide receivers. Can we do that? Yeah. Okay. I want to start out. We got, we got a phone call. And as we do this call, we'll, we'll make sure that it plays because the last one was a little quiet for folks. Um, let me hit this phone call because I want to use this to tee up the conversation. This is a, a pretty good call. Hey, Chris and Chase Simmerson, Tuesday. <laughs> um, this is D, the other guy from the creek. And no, I don't drink. <laughs> Listen, uh, I, when I called Sunday, I forgot to touch on something and I want. You know, uh, I don't want Lions fans to uh, be surprised when it happens because I think it is going to happen. But uh, Kenny Galladay, I, I don't think he'll be uh, a Lion next year. I mean, the um, Lions, I think, have already priced themselves out of Kenny Galladay. Um, they should have signed him last offseason when they had a chance. Um, his price only goes up every game, as you can see. I mean, he's... He's just spectacular. That guy is just uh, freaking amazing. There's no other way to describe it. But he wants top. He wants top five money, I believe. And I don't think the Lions are going to pay him that. I think Bob Quinn thinks that you know uh, he, he's pretty good at evaluating and picking up wide receivers. And you know, uh, I think he's pretty good in that area for all of his other weaknesses. You know, he seems to do. Good finding some uh, decent receivers. So I think uh, for a third round pick, they Kenny's already outplayed what they expected, and I don't think uh, I don't think it's a priority for them to bring him back, especially when you got you know Amani that they're going to want to sign, and I think they need to sign him early. You know, don't let that contract expire. They need they need to find a way to keep that guy, and then after that you have a coup of the year after. So you want to keep those two guys definitely. And, um, yeah, I don't want fans to be surprised when Kenny's gone next year. I don't see them franchise tagging him. I think it's, what, 18, 19 million for the tag for a wide receiver next, um, next year. So I don't really see them doing that. And they could be waiting until see what happens with the cap next year, but I doubt that. I just don't think they're signing them. So, um, just wanted to put that out there, give you guys a, a thought. Go Lions. All right, there you go. D from the Creek, thank you, man. Let's talk about the Kenny Kenny Galladay stuff. First off, when we win the Super Bowl, he's going to want to stay, right, Case? Yeah, of course. Now that we have Everson Griffin, 32-year-old savior, we're in good shape. Um, No, um, (laughs) he he absolutely will want to stay. And um, we'll see. I don't know that Kenny Galladay is going to get the money that he thinks he is. And I want to talk about the wide receivers using next gen stats. And this is, I gave a little shout out to Wisco earlier. He, uh, he was talking about uh, some of this stuff with us. If I, uh, take a look at, uh, next gen stats on the Lions wide receivers. Okay. Out of 
128 of them. When we rank separation, you'll find Kenny Galladay ranked 124. That's one of the recipes for making spectacular contested catches, not separating from the coverage. Um, Another one, uh, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is ranked 111th. Danny Amendola, the old fella, but still stunningly gorgeous, uh, ranked number 37 overall in the NFL. For he separation. is shifty. Yeah, he sure is. He's real Jim Rapp. <laughs> Scrappy. Scrapper. And then our top receiver is our tight end, uh, TJ Hawkinson, um, getting some serious separation, three and a half yards of separation, uh, versus two for Kenny Galladay. That's a yard and a half it's- difference. Now, we can talk about this because when you're TJ Hawkinson and you're being covered by a uh, a linebacker, it's right, a lot right. than if you're being right. covered by a corner who's, as we always say, one of the uh, most athletic players on the field, right? But there's a whole lot of people out there. Uh, they're getting number one wide receivers, number two wide receivers, number three wide receivers that are getting more separation than Kenny Galladay. Is this an indictment of Kenny Galladay? No, he's really, really good at making contested catches. And he better be, because it's the only way he's going to get receptions, it seems like, getting this kind of separation. Um, he's got a role. But you look at Marvin Jones at 111, that's one. I mean, you, you you can have one guy like Kenny, right? But you can't really saddle yourself with two of them. Matthew Stafford's is, is making both of these guys look better. And I think if you look around the league, you're going to find the interest level in Galladay is such that they know Matthew Stafford is a part of that equation. Unless they have a quarterback that can just wing a ball like that, they may not be willing to bite on that big price tag. Yeah, and every time we talk about Kenny, I end up with hate mail. So I got to be careful. But (laughs) (laughs) no, and and like you said, he, he is amazing at those catches and they are brilliant to watch. What I think many Lions fans don't recognize is that there's a lot of spectacular receivers in the NFL. There are a lot of guys who make spectacular catches in the NFL. And to prioritize one by giving them a top-tier contract, you're putting yourself behind everybody else who is is the only the only Kenny Galladay is not Julio Jones okay he's just not Julio gets and we should have watched go back and watch the Atlanta game and and look at the difference between how open Julio Jones is regularly versus Kenny and you'll see what I'm talking about and that's not again again Man, I, I it always sounds like I hate Kenny Galladay, and I don't. <laughs> He's a really, really, really talented player. I'm really glad we have him. I'm really glad we had him through his rookie contract. I hope they re-sign him. But I don't think that Detroit sees it quite the same as... I don't think the the front office sees it quite the same as most fans do. Can I? Here, that, here's some interesting info for you. Julio Jones is ranked number ninety with two point seven, so seven tenths of a yard more. Separation. Which isn't great, but oh, I mean, but I, but if for an outside receiver, I do think I do think that that list skews heavily towards slot receivers and tight ends, probably. Um, so I think that's yeah. probably a relatively good ranking for an outside wide receiver who's facing off against number one cornerbacks, which to uh, Kenny is too. Now, can I tell you 
when you look at you get number seventeen TJ Hawkinson, Tyreek Hill is number eighteen with the same three and a half yeah. yards of separation. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, he's got the speed for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, Sam um, Hawkins has better separation than Tyreek Hill. That'll explain it for you where it skews. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it is. Debo, the, I, Debo, number two, Debo Samuel overall. Who's number one? Demarcus Robinson. Interesting. Yeah. But anyway, point being, uh, the value of a wide receiver who has to be thrown open on every throw is less than the value of a wide receiver who gets open. Yeah. On every throw. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I I'm, and I don't want to say that there's not a place for Kenny Galladay on this team. Oh, there absolutely right? is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is. It's we're hamstringing ourselves with a Kenny and a Marvin in the roles that they're kind of in. And I would love to get a wide receiver that can get more separation and give us some, you know, give some troubles to the corners and, uh, and stretch out the field a little bit and all those kinds of things. Um, it's just, it's just not there. So anyway, that being the case, I think what you'll see with Kenny is he'll probably wind up here. I think it's actually going to be wise to let him test the market. I really do. Um, I think him getting out there and learning what people are willing to pay him without having Matthew Stafford throwing to him will help him. And I think hopefully he'll come back to us and say, hey, you know, um, maybe I can get a, a decent deal here rather than in uh, or somebody somewhere else massively overpays him and they're the ones who have to deal with that. And that's no longer yep. up. That's, that's, you know, and there's going, if, if somebody does that, I, I think, and, and I don't wish this for Kenny, but I think there'll probably be some buyer's remorse if a team does that, you yeah. know, and obviously we've seen teams do that with other players in the past. And Adam makes a great point. Uh, one thing we don't know about right now is whether he went and said, Hey, I want to test the market. Right, his agent could have said to Quinn, "Yeah, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna test the market. We're gonna see what our value is and go with it." And Demarcus uh, Robinson's a free agent, by the way, after this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as is Allen Robinson, as is Sammy Watkins, as is T.Y. Hilton, as is Kenny Stills. I mean, as is Will Fuller. There's talent to be had in the wide receiver group this year. I don't mean a lot of those guys are going to end up getting si- re-signed with the team they're with, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell me that. Hang on, though, Alan Alan Robinson. Tell me that he wouldn't love to come play with the Lions instead of Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, who who wouldn't, right? I mean, I, I'm not saying that every player should love should aspire to come play to, for the Lions. Obviously, we haven't seen that play out, but um, <laughs> but but given but given the situation he's been in the last few years, you'd have to think that he would love the opportunity to have a, a quarterback that that uh, you know yep. is a little bit more competent. Now, now, just to your point, uh, Allen Rob- Robinson only has two tenths of a yard more separation than Kenny. He's ranked one fourteen. Oh, I believe that too. I think I think that he is not a significantly better receiver than Kenny at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that 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 the market is what it is this year is, and and obviously we haven't even talked about the cap issue. And I think that's the other main issue is that we don't know exactly what the cap is going to be what right now. It's probably going to shrink yep. to overpay him right now before we find that out. 
that is that is rough. And I think that you've you've seen a lot of teams sit on their on their contracts until all that is sorted out because nobody's going to want to be massively overspending at any position. So let me uh, let me go take a, a little crack at this one, too, because um, we're here and, you know, he doesn't drop balls. Right. Kenny doesn't. And he is the highest catch percentage on the team was seventy one point four percent of catch percentage, which is just above Hawkinson at seventy point nine. But uh, Marvin Jones is down at 63, and Danny Amendola is down at 55. So getting that separation doesn't help if you don't catch the ball. Right. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and like I will 100% say that Kenny Galladay is an amazing, amazing contested catch receiver. He is fantastic at it. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if that's the longevity of a player like that is really, truly, you know, forever interesting because i mean take take the hit he took the other day how many hits (laughs) hey how many hits like that can a player take you know and and if that's the style of play that he is forced to play because that's you know he doesn't have the moves or the speed to do anything else that seems like a limiting factor in in his in his longevity, and especially considering he's a little bit older than the, you know a regular player would be coming off their rookie contract. I think that is legitimate concern. We've seen other players have the same issue. Calvin had the same issue. Mm-hmm. Des Bryant had the same issue. Chad Ocho, you know, I, and I'm not I'm not necessarily necessarily trying to compare Kenny to the, the to like Hall of Fame wide receivers right now, but. It, we've seen it happen before. Yep. A um, couple more pieces about uh, Kenny. He's got the second lowest cushion um, given to receivers on the team. His uh, targeted air yards on average are more than anybody else. Uh, and his share of targeted air yards is at twenty, almost 22%, uh, whereas Hawkinson's only getting 13%. Right. Uh, next highest is Marvin at 17%. So Kenny Galladay is the go-to guy, and he missed a bunch of games. Right, so Kenny Kenny G is a go to guy for this team. Um, most receiving yards. Uh, Hawkinson has four touchdowns to his two, but Danny's at zero, and uh, Marvin's got one uh, yards after the catch. Hawkinson and Amendola. Amendola's a top at nine, and Kenny's getting about two point eight. That's a result of that separation, right? That's exactly what happens. Your yak is just lower than than what you would uh, otherwise expect. Unless you're a true speedster on the outside, it's tough to get yak. So like, I'm not, I'm not trying to hold that against him. It, but he's, that's just the reality is he's not a true speedster. So, and he's yep. never going to be. Yep. But those hands, so he has a role. Okay. Um, and those, those are spectacular catches, just like, you know, case said, and everyone says, but the reason they're spectacular is because he's not separating from the coverage so he's got to make those spectacular uh, uh, contested catches. They're fun to watch. It's fun to see. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't affect his longevity. Although some of those, like we saw with the hits, like Case said, that may be the case. But that's the world we're in right now with uh, with Kenny G and our wide receivers. So I hope you enjoyed that analysis. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to talk about uh, on wide receivers, Case? No, on? I. If I don't stop now, the hate mail will really come yeah. in. So yeah, I'm no. Just, and, just and, gonna... I think, I think paying Kenny G the right amount of money is the right move for the Lions. Yeah, right? no, absolutely. I, mean, that, I hope they do. I really do. If, if I want him to be a Lion. God, if he could get another yard of separation. 
<laughs> he's, he's, he's he's I wish Marvin Hall was just a little bit better because they then they'd have a good complimentary, you know, yep. system. Yep, absolutely. You'd have the speed on the outside on one side and Kenny right. on the other. Let's let's talk about running backs. You already you you ready to do that? You feeling good? Yeah, sure. You feeling sexy? You look moving good. around. You're looking sexy. All right, uh, let's talk about running backs. We've already the Detroit Lions have already matched their 2019 rushing touchdown total this year. Can you believe that? In just a few weeks, here we are, rocking and rolling right on top. Yeah, no, it's it's good news. It is. Uh, we're happy to see it. Yep. We have we have healthy running backs for a change. <laughs> it's a it's a good feeling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Got to say thanks to Cliff really quick. I look at Kenny G like I looked at Sue. I love them. I want them on the team. I don't, however, want to sabotage the cap to make that happen. That's absolutely. I mean, probably we could have done that whole segment in two sentences. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we, we bloviate over here. That's what we do. <laughs> I, I like the word bloviate. I love okay. The word. okay, go ahead. Well, on on the topic of running backs, I know that a lot of people are upset about the usage of Adrian Peterson, and and believe me, in in instances, I I have also been frustrated. But I I think a lot of people forget how painful it has been for the Lions to go through injuries at running back. It's been a major problem. If Adrian Peterson gives us a mediocre return, right? Mm -hmm. He's not great, Mm -hmm. but his usage helps keep DeAndre Swift fresh and healthy. That's, I I think there is some value to that. And I'm not sure that I, I I think I would like to see more of DeAndre Swift too. I think everybody would. And and a lot of people want to see only DeAndre Swift, but I, man, have we seen how, running back injuries can really hamper the team. And I don't want that to happen again. So I think there is some value in continuing to keep DeAndre Swift. I don't want to say limited, but, but as a, you know, partial lead back as opposed to the full on lead back. Yeah. I, I got to say, I mean, a ADP as we've called him, <laughs> um, he's just fallen off a cliff. These last couple of games, right? Yeah. He, he'll 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 get a four yard run. He, love him between the tackles. He punishes the the defense. And he plays. Kind of seems like he plays great in the first quarter. But. Yeah, yeah. And and then he's he's just kind of gone away. DeAndre, you can tell he's finding his own. I mentioned this, and again, please please don't don't you know have a heart attack over this. Um, I just got a little taste of Barry. Uh, watching him run this last week, there was there was a couple of runs. Uh, one was he got caught behind the line of scrimmage, and I remember how many times Barry got caught dancing and uh, behind the line of scrimmage. It happened. It was just the way he was. But some of the moves and the spin move that he went to put on um, early, I think it was his first run of the game, was just spectacular. It was like, oh man, if you were just a couple you know milliseconds later with that spin, you would have totally bounced off him and rolled and, and ran for a mile. Uh, just didn't quite have the timing on it. But I look at him and I see, and this is going to sound weird, but I see those thighs. And those are Barry thighs. Those are Barry thighs right there, man. He's got those little legs with a big honking thighs. I'm like, this guy... This guy's gonna be something. You can tell, and he's he's got it, and he he he's you he can. It just feels like he's ready to make that next level breakout. 
and it's not going to happen unless you play him. I'm I'm ready to see DeAndre Swift into this uh, get into this game more. I'd like to see. I saw you mentioned this in the uh, in the Slack, and it was really, you said you you pre, um, preluded it with the idea that uh, this might sound weird, but. We're not doing a whole enough screens. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'd love we hated them for so long, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, they are a good, I mean, they are effective when they're effectively used. And I feel like we just aren't doing them enough. And I think that, you know, and I do think maybe a part of that is a lack of confidence in DeAndre Swift knowing when to turn around and catch the ball because he seems to have struggled with that so far. But I also think that's a rookie thing. I don't think that's a permanent thing. And, and I think that's a, you know, they didn't have an off season right. to learn, to work on that, whatever he's, so he's working on that on the fly and he clearly, he has made some mistakes in that area. That doesn't mean I think that's a permanent problem for him. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Right. And I'm seeing in the chat, James, Swift has incredible balance like Barry. That's the thing. That that's exactly what I it, it kind of it's it's it translates, right? It translates for him. He's going to be I'm not saying he's going to be Barry Sanders. So please don't have a heart attack on me. Don't don't, you know, do that thing. But he's got sparks of of Barry and it's it's interesting. I can't wait to see how this kid uh how this kid d- develops over time. Um, yeah, Barry was facing a nine man box since he was always in trouble. He was always in trouble. Right. That's why Brett Perriman had a career. <laughs> it's because of Barry Sanders. All right. Um, let's see. Going back. So what about Bo? Bo Scarborough? I mean, he's healthy now. We're bringing him to uh, to Indy. Is he do you swap him in for uh ADP? Is that's is that a what tough call? Do? That's a right? tough call. I mean, <sighs> That is a really difficult decision to make, I think, because if you do that, you're sending a pretty significant message. And if you do that and um, it doesn't work out, it's hard to go back. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Yep. If they're if they try it and it works, obviously, you know, if if he's got if he's fresher and got a little bit more, you know, oomph in him than than AD does, then yeah, no, I. It, I think yes is the answer. I, I I know that you know I sit on the fence on things, but I think in in for me, for what I would do if I was running the team, and God only knows that that would be a horror story. I'm sure, mm-hmm. but uh, yes, I think I would. <laughs> it would absolutely be a horror story. Um, <laughs> I think about this, and I'm I'm I'm. I'm I'm going to be a little bit like you, unable to make a decision on Bo uh, for this team or for this game. I, I don't want to change things up because they've been working so well the last two weeks. But then again, um, you have to change things up and you have to evolve as the year goes on. I think that's some of the, one of the things we're seeing from this team, the evolution over the bye week. That bye week might have came at the best possible time for the team. But I look at this Colts game. I think this is a must-win statement-type game for this team this is a a better team than atlanta this is a better team than jacksonville um this is a win we need we need a a convincing win against the colts would go miles to building confidence in this team besides putting us over 500 would go miles to say okay this team really is evolving in the right direction so do you roll the dice on bow and and uh not play ADP, as we've named him, <laughs> um, or or do you stick with kind of what's what's been working? I, I kind of like the idea of changing it up, but boy, if Bo doesn't work or gets injured and you don't have Peterson there, that that, that creates a 
a real kind of vacuum vacuum in your in your jinx your game. um yes and uh, knowing swift is there um we can talk a little bit about carry on too um let me let me hand yeah. the to you let me give yeah. you let me give you bow again and get you to weigh in one more time and then we'll go to carry on well i mean i i think we liked what we saw to bow last year but it was all meaningless at that point so it's tough to tell how much of that was truly against you know top tier um effort from opposing teams and that kind of thing and 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 there you like to see a young guy get his chance and we've i don't know i'm not sold on Bo is is my problem mm-hmm. i'm i don't dislike him i am would like to see more of him but i i would also have liked to have seen more of him in the preseason you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and then been able to make a decision on where i thought you know where i thought he was but uh obviously that that just wasn't a possible uh outcome yeah and and you know people in chat saying carry on carry on carry on we're forgetting about him i'm not forgetting about him i i just think that he's been turned into the third down back and i think that's okay and i i think they probably will use him a little bit more than they have the last couple of weeks over over the course of the rest of the season i think that he will catch some passes and i think he will be the recipient of some of those running back screens if they increase the usage of those um and i'll tell you tj lang and, and he's absolutely been set up to do that and tj lang gave carry on huge praise on his blocking he yeah a couple plays and so there. did bevel yeah. and not not that you know yeah yeah he's he's bevel looking, is everyone's favorite person right now but. he's looking great out there and and you talk about a setup you run him third down you run him as a blocker you know almost exclusively you set him up for the screen holy cow and chris you're making a great point in the chat because your name is Chris, most likely. But um, you're looking at wanting a fresh KJ and uh, Bo down the stretch, right? Yeah, so no, not? and I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that concept. ADP. Run the tires off of Adrian. Let him let him go and um, until it starts really costing us, and then it's time to move on, right, and do something different. But uh, I like the idea, especially after the lessons we've learned, to your point, Case, about injured running backs in this team and how they derail us so much. Run the wheels off of these guys and then go with it and take it to the to the next level. I'm on board. All right. I want to talk about something. Um, the saint of lost causes and desperate situations. What better saint for the lions, right? St. <laughs> Jude, St. Jude. Um, I got, I want to talk about this a little bit cause we have, have some breaking information on that. We'll hit Everson Griffin again shortly, guys. I know we talked about him already, but we'll, we'll, we'll have a couple more thoughts again for the, the late comers, but I want to talk about St. Jude, St. Jude. We've been working with them. We've got a great 24 hour, podcast telethon coming up where we're trying to raise money for them um already have people donating early we've gotten eleven hundred dollars raised already at stjude.org slash dlp a lowercase stjude.org slash dlp or you can go to give.detroitlionspodcast.com either one of those will take you to the same place uh, it's the st jude site and uh we're raising money to help bring uh christmas for the kids and um this is our second annual st jude fundraiser got contacted by the lions today they're they're stepping up we're going to have for the charity auction we're going to have a matthew stafford sign ball we're going to have a jeff okuda sign ball we're working to have i'm telling you my my one of my favorite coaches on the team if not my favorite hank fraley 
to join us and a player to be named as well to join us for interviews. We also have some other fingers and pies working that out. Billy Sims will join us again. Dan Orlowski is going to be back. Blandino is going to be back and he's pulling some levers as well. Got a lot going on. It's going to be a great, great broadcast with a lot of great people, but the, you know, joining us and interviews joining us. Um, Dan Miller, Jim Brandstatter, and T.O., Tony Ortiz getting together for the first time since they uh, they were broken up when things went over to WJR and all that. Um, all three of them together on our show. That's going to be awesome. The The band is back together. Uh, they're going to tell some behind-the-scenes stories. As a matter of fact, Case, um, I want to share one with you that Tony kind of he gave us a little preview for. Okay, let me hit you with this. Green Bay, Little Old Ladies, Bratwurst Cart, outside of the radio studio. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so that's the plug of that story that they're going to tell. They're going to tell a lot of um, stories you haven't heard before. All this is to raise money for St. Jude. Help us to uh, help get these Christmas for these kids. Let's get let's fight this childhood cancer. Let's get these kids taken care of. Uh, it's a great cause. One that we've taken uh, a lot of a lot of um, heart to, and we're putting a lot into. Twenty four hours, November sixth. We're going to start at nine a.m. Eastern time. We're going to go all the way through nine a.m. on the seventh. Case is going to take a nap and then go to work, do a full shift at work. I, you're, you're nuts, man. I, I don't. I can't believe you're doing that. Um, will you be feeding the cat who's on your video right now while during the, the broadcast? She's got an automatic feeder now. Is, is its name Case? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, yeah, St. Jude. Uh, if you'd like to hit there, get there early, go to stjude.org slash DLP and do a donation. We appreciate everyone who's done that so far. Uh, like I said, I want to do a quick look here. We're just at about at $1,100. Uh, we'll have a ticker and all that stuff for the big broadcast. But uh, if you want to start early, our goal is twenty five grand, And um, we're, trying to, we're trying to get there. So anything you can do to help us, we appreciate it, folks. Thank you all for uh, your donation and, and, and doing this. Um, it's our, our chance to use the platform to give back. You know, And, and what better way to give back to the kids who, who need it the most. So there you go. All right, let's talk. I'm about- trying to come up with all kinds of ways to make a fool of myself to entertain you guys. So, oh, oh, <laughs> we haven't really talked about that whole piece of it. Yeah, that's um, yeah. case is going to. Well, yeah, <laughs> he said it. Don't give too much away. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just, I just wanted to show a little knee. I was going to lift the whole thing. <laughs> Ooh, ankle, baby, ankle. I'm into that. Um, yeah, so it'll be a good time and there will be all kinds of action and we've got all kinds of great guests coming with us. Stjude.org slash DLP. If you'd like to donate now and later, why not? Why not? Feel good about it. We'll call you out on the show here live if you do that. All right. Uh, Lions defense. What has changed on this defense since the bye week case? What's going on? What I honestly have no idea. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean... The only thing that's changed in terms of their uh, production is that the run defense has stiffened up. Um, we heard Patricia talk about simplifying some offensive concepts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, that has to be, you know, a big part of it. Sure. sure. But the, the specifics of it, I, I don't know. I'm waiting for somebody who's smarter than me. To tell me exactly what's going on here because <laughs> <laughs> so i haven't gotten the data yet for uh just pre-buy and post-buy but what i do have is some information from 2019 to 2020 how things have changed and it's 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 interesting how things have changed in that like i said 
Um, we've already matched our rushing total for touchdowns from 2019. Uh, but from the defensive perspective, in 2019, we we're giving up 284. Can you hear her? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you freaking out about? <laughs> All right. 284.4 yards a game we were giving up. We were ranked 32nd in the league. For those that don't do, do the math, that's out of 32. Um, in 2020, we're at 248.7. We're ranked 20th. Right. When you think about touchdowns per game in 2019, uh, we were at 2.06. We were ranked 29th. Now 1.83 per game, ranked 20th. And if you think about interceptions per game, 2019, we were getting 0.44, ranked 21st. This year, 0.83 we're getting, and that makes us ranked at 17. Um, I saw this in the Slack, and again, it's the most intelligent chat on the internet. When you get in the Patreon, you get the access to that Slack. Um, someone said it. And, and and I forget who, and I apologize for, for not attributing, giving you attribution here, but he said, um, this is exactly what I said all along. All we need is a mediocre defense to win games. The offense can do it as long as we're mediocre and not terrible. We've come back from the bye, and we've been mediocre. It's not bad. Now, the offense, while the defense has been stepping up, uh, has been less than thrilling, you know, but <laughs> especially this last game. There was a lot of frustration, I think, this last game, and 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 rightfully so, with the with the play calling and and everything. Everything on the offense was less than stellar. But yeah, I I, I want to talk really quick. The worst defense with yards is um, the Seahawks right now with 368 yards a game given up. Now, again, we were last last year at 284. We're up to 248 now. We're down to 248 yards a game given up. But think about that, 368 yards a game given up by the Seahawks, who are a great team, right? By all stretches, I mean, they're obviously outpowering the, the competition. But if you think defenses aren't worse this year as a result of the pandemic, you, you may not be looking at the numbers because, wow, 368 yards a game is crazy bad. Yeah. No, I agree. Yes. No, <laughs> I'm on offense. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. We're gonna move. Well, on. we oh, do you want to do you want to hit Everson Griffin again? So we. Yeah. Let me. Uh, let me actually. Let me do one. Let's do one more topic, and then we'll do Everson. Okay. Okay. Because um, this is another one that was set up via uh, a phone call, and um, I want to get your reaction to this. It's not specifically Lions related, but it's NFL generally related as to how things work it's a little bit of a longer call it's like two minutes but i think this is definitely worth the time take a take a listen man hey guys this is steve from kentucky listen i'm going to throw a non-lions question out there for you guys um i hate math i really suck at math so i hate ties in the nfl there's no place for ties in the nfl what the hell and i i think the uh current nfl uh, overtime system sucks so i am going to throw two different overtime, new overtime ideas at you guys. Tell me what you think. Number one, number one's easy. It's just like it is now, except no punting. That's it. Just exactly the same, but no punting. It would probably eliminate all of the ties. And number two is more radical. Brace yourselves, guys. Here we go. Sudden death overtime. First team that scores wins. No punting, no kickoff. Whichever team starts on offense has to start at their own 
yard line. It would make that coin toss decision a little more challenging, wouldn't it? I don't know. I think that one would be fun. What do you guys think? It's crazy? Yeah. But there would be no more ties. It will be over a lot quicker. It would be kind of exciting. What the hell? What do you guys think? Let me know. Keep up the good work, by the way. Yeah, baby, go Lions. <laughs> Interesting, right? I, I I actually liked his first idea better than his second idea. Okay. The, the, no, the punting? no punting thing is interesting for sure. Because then, um, then it's like the whole long ball punt for the interception, or do you do you drop it and take the fourth? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> it, what I what I would really love to see that would eliminate ties is just the game doesn't end until somebody scores. I mean, but. The NFL doesn't want to do that. The, the television, you know, people don't want to do that. I, I understand why they don't want to do that. That yeah, it makes sense. You know, it, it messes everybody's schedule up. If if that if a game goes on for an extra hour and a half, you know, <clears throat> it was a pain in the ass when I was at the Arizona game last year. Just that we went to overtime, it screwed everybody's plans up for the evening. You know, <laughs> like that's it sucks. But uh, I, I think the no punting thing, keep it the way it is and no punting. I don't necessarily, I, I still think ties might happen from time to time because nobody can get off, you know, the field. But, oh, that is interesting. Um, let anyway. Me, let me, so, so I got to <laughs> say, Scott has, has a good one. No punting. No Fox and OT pass. Can't take yeah, that off the field. That's, good. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, it is super interesting. I like the idea. I th- really like the idea of the ball at the 10 and no kickoffs. You talk about you got the ball at the 10. Do you really want? Yeah, but I still that? think whoever gets the ball first in that scenario, assuming they assuming they can win with a field goal, is is still the, the absolute advantage in that situation. I think there's still an advantage, but the risk is much, much higher with no punting and you take it at your 10. Yeah. That, that, that makes that whole toy, coin toss a coin toss. Toin cost. <laughs> it makes it a toy cost. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, how about the college <laughs> deal where you get the ball, uh, short yardage, right? What is it? The 10-yard line? Five-yard line? I forget what. Um, and you just you, you get you get to run four downs and score or do a field goal and then you hand it off to the other team and you just keep going back and forth until one one team doesn't the other See, doesn't. I, I don't like that because I don't feel like that's regular football. Mm-hmm. And it's overtime if, football. It's not well, regular. yeah, but I mean a team that might be a worse team but who spends more time focusing on that type of thing is I just don't. That's that's what I don't like about it. Place. I want the I want the team who plays football, like football, <laughs> to to uh, be the victor, yeah. not not the team who who uh, just happens to have over practiced. You know, doing one specific little tiny thing. You know. Oh, I. Think I don't like the that. I don't like the overemphasis on one part of the game. Yeah, yeah. That's my personal opinion on it. But all right. Uh, Ravens Nation can't get rid of ties without gimmicking overtime. That's a good point. Give me, it's already a little gimmicky as it is, though. The the whole if you score a touchdown, you win, but if you field goal, you don't. It's it's getting wonky. I kind of th- I know that Scott. By the way, I'm I'm well aware of that. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I think that's um, 
That's interesting. It's interesting. The whole overtime thing. We'll talk about that more as the season goes on. We'll see if we get burnt by it or affected by it, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. We'll see how that rolls. Um, okay, Everson Griffin. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. Case, did you uh, have you heard of that name before? Not before today. <laughs> um, let's see. We wanted him in the off season, and he went to Dallas. Dallas paid him three million dollars to play there for um, a, a good solid seven weeks, and then now. He's he's for sale. We got him for either a sixth or a fifth. If someone wants to clarify in the in the chat for me, I haven't been able to go search. It was a sixth last I heard. I and think then it's a sixth, possibly a fifth. Okay. Um, but it's a steal, right? Thirty-two year old edge rusher um, fits good with Aquara. Fits good with what we got. I mean, a real set piece that we need. I mean, that's specifically what we need. And we stole him. And right now, with no games played. It feels a lot like the Roy Williams trade. Like we've absolutely fleeced the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure I'd go that far uh, because the the Cowboys are having a fire sale. They're just uh, they're about to offload as much as they can. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anything they can get because they know they're they know the season is over. Uh, so anything that they can get for anyone is is positive for them, um, and that's a shitty situation for any team to be in. But um, thirty two an advantage to us for being the ones who came away with it. You know, yep. he's thirty two years old. I can't believe he's yeah. Get so I do him. think yeah, you need to you do we do need to mention that he's mm-hmm. not you know a spring chicken here. Gobble gobble. Oh wait, I, I do have a spring chicken sound for us. Hold on. Here we. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for Thanksgiving, but hey, it's good enough. <laughs> and and so far this year, he's posting one of the lower PFF scores he's had of his career. He's like fifty six point six, but I, I think you know that's a he's in a new situation this year, um, and that's not necessarily going to improve when he comes to Detroit when he goes to another new situation. But it just depends on whether or not. And, and the answer to whether or not we're going to use him correctly is I have no idea. I have no clue. And until we actually see it on the field, which is too bad we won't see this week because, man, we could use a little bit more pass rush against uh, Phillip Rivers because yeah. Rivers can't move. He chokes out. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I'll, I'll finish your thought and then I'll, uh, I'll jump in. Sorry. I was yeah. No, I, I, I mean, it's too bad he's not playing this week for us. But uh, if you look over his past four seasons, I mean, he has put up a few very solid seasons uh, in terms of pass rush ability. So, yeah, he, I hope he still has it. We'll find out. So here's here's this is why I talk about the Patreon chat being the most intelligent Lions chat on the Internet. OK, one of the, the big reasons is Ash because he's a galaxy brain dude, right? He's 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 super smart. He yeah, he is. He, he not only is he smart about football, but he he like gets the cap like completely. He's our cap. I'll just anytime I have the, even any kind of question. I just I just go to Ash every time. So here's his 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 post really quick in the slack. Uh, and he, this is his analysis of, of what we're picking up. You got a guy in his twilight looking at a sudden shot of the playoffs with two games against the team that didn't want him anymore for mm-hmm. a cap at of $3.75 million. That's the number after looking at his contract. Sure. $1.875 in salary, $1.875 in in-game bonuses. What a deal. What a deal, especially for a sixth. I mean, it's, right. I mean lining him up against Minnesota, it, as Ash put it so well, the team that didn't want him anymore. They did not want him in the division either. They did not want him in the division. This is this is just spectacular. This is spectacular. Um, a team that we're going to be facing 
when they're probably on the upswing as well. You know, Minnesota's a better team than how they've played so far. Um, this is a chance to get an angry guy to punish them in the way that we've been punished historically. I like that idea. Um, I, 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 that's the kind of help we we really want. Again, would be great to have him against the Colts this week, but because of the COVID restrictions, we don't get to see him until uh, week nine against the Vikings. Everson Griffin, what a deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm with it 100%. Yep, yep. All right. Um, let's see. Talk about, really quick. I want to talk about the strength of the remaining schedule. This is not ideal. <laughs> um, we have the 19th most difficult schedule, and we talk about how many like low difficulty games we have in a row, right? Uh, Indy, Minnesota, Washington, Carolina. Um, but then you start talking about uh, some other teams, you know, Carolina, which isn't terrible. Um, well, Washington's easy. Uh, the Texans, right? We have the Bears again, who are looking like a good team. I'm telling you, no, Case they're not. Not it. if you watched the game no, last night. No, they somebody, <laughs> somebody poked that balloon, but we'll see. It's only one game. One game. We'll see. You got the Packers, the Titans, and the Buccaneers, which is just running the gauntlet against good teams, uh, yeah. top tier teams right now. So that's where all that comes from. And the Bears, even with this week's uh, blunder, are still from a from a, a, a scheduling difficulty level. They still rank high, and they increase that difficulty. So the Lions are sitting here at 19th. If you look in the division, Chicago's got the 16th most difficult schedule. Green Bay has the 15th most difficult, and Minnesota has the 12th most difficult schedule. So we've got the most difficult schedule for the rest of the season of all the teams in our division, which is not. But I think that's. I mean, I think that entirely. comes into play in the last five weeks mm-hmm. to be honest with you mm-hmm. these next five weeks are not as tough i mean the colts are probably the best team we're going to face over the next five weeks i don't think that i mean the vikings are I, they we're gonna we'll go around the division but uh, they traded away in and uh, it looks like they're absolutely sellers on the season yeah and washington sucks the panthers suck the texans suck so like I'm not saying that we'll win all of those games. We'll probably lose at least one, if not more. Yeah, uh, will be but, back for the but we could easily go three and two over the next five. And if we're at three, if we're that would put us at, at six and five, right? Um, that still leaves us five weeks to and 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 by that point in the year, we'll be very much talking about a different, you know, different outlook on how good teams are. Uh, I, I think that it, it's tough to look at the Packers and Buccaneers as not both being extremely good still at that point. But the Titans, Bears, and Vikings over those last three games, that's another... We could go another three and two, and that wouldn't surprise me in the least. Yeah. I'm going to kind of peek at this. Uh, Jaron Curse had a... Um had a, a tweet said they told me to enjoy losing in Detroit, but boy, oh boy. <laughs> he also tweeted six and three before the Jacksonville game, and uh, we're we're halfway there, so that's that, that's good to see. Uh, I like it. Here you are with a guy who's got a chip on his shoulder, who's bought into this team, bought into his coach. I think that's a that's a big deal. I think this is um, this is overall just a a, a really good group of guys who still bought in still 100% believe and all the stuff about the coach from early in the season 
seems to be kind of on simmer right now, and um, it's going to come back. It'll come back. If we wind up 8-8 eight and eight or worse, that'll, that'll all be back, right? But right now, people are pretty high. These are good moves. Everybody loves them and love what the Lions are doing here, so uh, we'll see what it, what it means for their schedule at the end of the year. All right, really quick, I want to tell you guys about DLP Clips. We're doing uh, small, smaller segments for those folks who don't have the time to watch the whole show. Uh, it's a playlist right now on our on our um, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. It'll be its own channel shortly. Um, but hit DLP Clips there, that the playlist, and you can see in bite-sized chunks uh, the, the key topics from every show. That helps you. When you don't have the time, we got the time for you. All right, um, I guess now it's it's kind of that, that wonderful segment that we like to do so much where Case takes us around. Absolutely love that. How are you doing, Case? Let's take, let's go around the division. Where do you want to start, my friend? Yeah, let's just do get Minnesota out of the way since they had their bye week. But they did, like I said, they traded uh, Yannick and Gakwe um, to the Ravens for what I think a third and a fifth. I want to say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I believe they traded away a second and a fifth to get him in the first place. So it's a little bit of a downgrade for them. Um, it, but it. <laughs> It is hard not to see that that move is just them saying, "Well, we'll live to fight another day," but we're we're you know raising the white flag and and we'll we'll put in an effort every week and be you know uh, try to be competitive, but we're not expecting much. Um, I don't think Zimmer gets fired this year, even if they have a rough go of it the rest of the way um this this move in and of itself changes my perspective significantly on the vikings because as i've mentioned time and time again over the last months i think the vikings were set to be a pretty good team with the minor caveat of the well not minor uh the offensive line sucks That has proven too big of a hurdle for them to overcome. So I think, but, but to get rid of one of the best players they have on, on defense, that's, you know, a stout defense, but struggling at times is, uh, that is a, that, that sends a message Mm -hmm. and whether or not they wanted to blatantly send that message or not, it's tough to really, it's really tough to ignore. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. People talking about getting Quinn in. We're not getting Quinn in. Just if we do, you'd be surprised and enjoy it. But um, team's in good shape. That would be wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I've heard this a couple times. The swift drop pass might come back to hurt this team. It, it, it may. You know. You, yeah. You, no. Absolutely. You ebb and flow on games every year, and there's always that one that gets you. I, I again am not going to hammer Swift for that. It was his first game. There no, were a lot of other yeah. mistakes made that game. Too. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, he's a rookie with no. Training camp, no preseason, no nothing, right? I mean, it's it's got to be early, not not training, no off season, really. Um, I, I I'm I'm okay with the drop. I can't hold that against him. I don't even want to put it in the in the ether, right? That it's his fault or that we would have won if if he'd have caught that that kind of thing. Too young. Um, like him, 
I want to forget about it and I want to move forward and and just revel in the success we get by having a short memory because you sometimes have to do that. Yeah. All right. So moving up to the Bears, I hope you all got a chance to watch that game. If you didn't, go find it because it was glorious. <laughs> it was... I find little satisfaction... Let me put that a different way. Please. I think I get more satisfaction from watching Bears fans lose it than just about anything else. The 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 Schadenfreude is just off the charts. Yeah. Absolutely off the charts. Uh if you haven't you can visit their subreddit and see what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you choose so choose, please do not antagonize them. That that will get you banned from the Lions subreddit. Um, <laughs> but you can bask in, in the, uh, the glory. Yeah. <laughs> there's calls for Nagy's head. Yeah, there's calls crazy. to bring Mitch back into yeah, a starting yeah. role. <laughs> there's, I mean, I mean, we are all over the place <laughs> because they, they finally showed what I'd been saying is that the, the bears are not that good. And they just gotten very fortunate that other teams had fucked themselves up. Yeah. Pardon yeah. me. Is that going to hopefully we're deep enough, in, deep enough into the show that that doesn't hurt us, but we're as deep, <laughs> we're as, deep as you've ever been, my friend. Um, yeah, no, that's, it's absolutely right. I, I, I took a, a jaunt through the subreddit um, last night. I believe it was last night. And oh my God, it was great. It was glorious. Just the, meltdown. they were smelling their farts so strong, you know, yeah. it, for, for yeah. a couple of weeks there, everybody, everybody is calling them the, you know, the worst, best team. And they're, they're, you know, the, the, and Steve-O it just yep. literally, as I said, that uh, post that in the YouTube chat, uh, <laughs> <laughs> worst the, five and two NFL team and the Falcons, the best one and six team. <laughs> and it was, it was absolutely true. It was absolutely true that they just, they, they were they were the beneficiaries of a lot of fluky crap that went on. So yep, no. it, it was so satisfying to watch an actually good team that didn't start making any major, didn't shoot themselves in the foot, show them exactly where they belong in the NFL. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's uh, ah. when I think <laughs> when I think about where my hatred is. Minnesota Vikings. I know you're closer, so you have a little different kind of thing there. They're just they're kind of my version of the lovable losers in the NFC North. They just can't, they, you know, they just can't do it. They just can't do it, and I and I enjoy that. Um, the Bears. I've had so much occasion to come across just absolute meathead, dopey fans that are just like louder than. You know, whatever. They just get built up yeah. every off season by and the media, and it drives me crazy. Down, and they're just such like, you know, whatever. The Packers, I have to admit, half of my hatred is jealousy. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And the other half is the bad call situation and how they always, always get the calls handed to them. And it's that to me is just absolute garbage. And it's you know you see all the 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 plots of where they are as far as being hurt by penalties versus benefits and penalties and all that stuff. And it just drives me insane because they continue to get gifted things. Uh, and they don't deserve it. They haven't earned them. They haven't been good this year. Santa should put coal in their stocking. He shouldn't be giving them you know the penalty beneficiary crap so yeah for for them it's that but the, the 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 bears i'm in the same same spot as you i absolutely love to see um their fans love their collapse man. yeah it, collapse it's, it's always glorious. just sausage 
choking. Anyway, yeah. Um, so there we go. Okay, and now with that, let's talk about those those lucky ducklings that we have a little bit of uh, <sighs> jealousy for. Moving to the top of the division, the Green Bay Packers look like a real yeah, team. Yeah, I was really, I think everybody listening was really hoping that what we saw out of the Packers against the Buccaneers was what we were going to see out of the Packers the rest of the year. Unfortunately, not the situation. They returned to form after an off week uh, and just absolutely dominated again. Yeah. So I, 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 I think that calls that the Packers might be the best team in the NFC are right there possibly Seattle, accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly just, accurate. Oof. And it's it's kind of them for me it's them and the Buccaneers and and maybe the Seahawks, but I, I honestly I think the Packers and the Buccaneers are the teams that I would fear most if we had if we drew them if we managed to get into the playoffs and, and had to play them first in the in the playoffs uh long ways away a lot can change uh, injuries happen that kind of thing so uh storyline could absolutely change but if if the playoffs started today and we were magically the seventh seed even though we're not um those would be the two teams that I would be most scared to go up against. I think Steve O's got a great point. He's been on fire today in the chat, man. Yeah, um, I think when the Lions play the Packers, the Lions are going to be a different team. And I, I boy, they bring their A game yeah. against the Packers. They absolutely yep. do. They don't always win, but it's always a good game, yeah. And then Don in the in the chat, uh, if we can hold off the Colts, then it gets real. Yeah, absolutely. This yeah. Colts no, game absolutely. is the game for this team. Um, it's really a statement game, which is weird. You know, week what is it, week nine, week eight? Um, it's really weird to have a, a statement game <laughs> that early in the season, but that's where we're at with this team. And uh to take on the Colts and uh and put them down. A nice convincing win. You know what I mean? Give us a ten point thirteen point win. Um let us lead the entire second yeah, half, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love that would do so much for the for the fans of this team and, and and the city to really build that confidence back. But um, they're making the moves; they're doing what they have to. So this is this is good. This is good. Good stuff for this team. Um, really quick, I gotta I gotta mention this. Uh, I just got notification on the Friday game or the Friday show, folks. Tony Ortiz and Jeff Risden. We do the uh, game preview. It's uh-huh. usually five five thirty Eastern time in the afternoon. Um, we've got someone committing to a hundred dollar match for all donations to the St Jude thing on Friday. So it, you can donate today and Friday if you want. Uh, St Jude dot org slash dlp all lowercase St Jude dot org slash dlp. You can get in there and do your uh, donations now. And actually, I'll just put that right up there. Uh, and you can also um, you know. Get that in there now. We'll we'll call it your name. We'll we'll mention you. Thank you. All that kind of stuff. And then we get hundred dollar matching. So a hundred gets you two hundred. So uh, let's see if we can raise some money Friday. I would love. I would love to go into our our show with a, a good head of steam towards our towards our goal. Man, this is a, this is an ambitious goal this year. We got a we got a Vikings fan in the chat right now. <laughs> I was trying I was trying to figure out who they were talking about, but yeah, no. Hey, BHM, how you doing, man? <laughs> I hope your I hope the rest of your year goes better. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah, that's tough. Boy. Um BHM, I guess it's better than BTK, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh let's see. We got that. We got that. Uh, really quick one talk about Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. If you ever decide to go do your shopping on Amazon, they give us a little kickback. 
but it's not because it costs you more. It's because Jeff Bezos gets less. He gets less. <laughs> he puts it in our pocket and helps support the show by doing something you're going to do anyway. Anytime you go to Amazon, go amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Also, if you want any sports merchandise or gear, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Same thing. Links are on the website if you go there. Uh, but if you if you use either Fanatics or Amazon, it's the same thing. They give us a kickback on everything you buy. Uh, all right, Case, did you finish on the on the Packers? Yeah, yeah, we're okay, good. Okay. We're, we're all good. All right, um, let's talk about the Colts really quick. And uh, and and we'll go from there. Uh, give us give us your look ahead to the Colts. What what do you, what are your key matchups and keys to the game for the Lions? Well, look, I I I've, I got some flack a few weeks ago for not doing a very good job on the game preview. Well deserved. I think I'm, I'm I think I'm gonna. I, I, yeah, no, I think it was. It, I think I deserved it. Um, I am not going to try to go too in depth on on this situation. I'm going to let you guys do that on Friday. Sure. I will just say, like I said. Philip Rivers is old and not mobile and he doesn't have a strong arm. And so if they can get after him even a little bit, I think that's, I think that is the key to this game. And this is really one of the first teams we're playing this year that doesn't have a mobile quarterback. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is the first time that we can th- really throw away the idea of cover and contain. I'm trying to think. And w- I mean, look at the Bears. Yeah, Trubisky. Yeah, we played right? Mitch. No, we yeah, we played Mitch. Yep. You got Aaron uh, Rodgers, Kyler Murray, uh, Drew, Drew Brees. Drew Brees, eh, but yeah. Okay. Um, Gardner Minshew, and Matt Ryan, a little bit, right? Um, but this this guy doesn't. He is move. the most stationary we've yeah. we've we've had. That's Th- for sure. This is our chance to get some real pressure. And this is our chance to really, really do it. Look for what this line does against the Colts this year, because this is going to be different than I think what we've shown uh, and, and a different strategy from this defensive line this week. So we'll see how that plays out against that uh, Colts offensive line. But I think that's one of the, the key matchups to watch. Yeah, no, I agree. All right. Uh, wide receivers, anyone we, we're worried about on the on the Colts? I mean, T.Y. is still there, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good receiver. Uh, I I think Arwarie can handle it for the most part. Um, I think their their running backs are decent. It's I think their offensive line is really good. I think that's the problem mm-hmm. uh, with the with the way our run defense has been going. You know, trending up. It'll be their biggest challenge of the year. Yep. You know, I think hands in the air at the line of scrimmage are going to be a big deal. I don't think he's going to throw a lot of long passes. It's going to be a lot of dinky dunky stuff. Um, so hopefully, they do have a good defense, and I won't argue with that. Yep. They do yep. have a good defense, and then yep. I don't know. Um, they're if I try to go too in depth on the Colts, I'm going to say some stuff that doesn't make any sense. So I, like I said, I'm going to leave that mostly to you guys for Friday. Yep. But yep, for sure. And that's that's where we do do our deepest in game, uh, in in game pre game. Uh, game preview. That's what we call it. The game preview. Got Riz and Tony there. It's a great show. Check that out on Fridays. It's worth your time. And uh, we'll go in depth on the upcoming thing. But we always want to hear what Case says, whether it's a little or a lot. We always <laughs> care about what Case thinks in the next game. I just haven't had the time to do these, do the game preview stuff this year. So mm-hmm. I, I do appreciate that you guys are doing the show on Friday. It takes a little bit of Press. stress off of me on that. On that. <laughs> what about Jacoby Brissett? Uh, Steve wants to know if he's going to show up. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? I, I <laughs> what do you think, Steve-O? <laughs> Is Jacoby Brissett going to show up? 
oh, I don't think so. Yeah. And hopefully we see some of those patented picks from, uh, from Philip Rivers. So you can go with that. All right. Case, I think that's it. I want to give a shout out to William M and Cliff F. Thanks so much for the super chats today. I really appreciate you guys and, uh, and the love you shared. Uh, 500. I can't believe it. Can't believe we're at a 500 record. Case, is there anything else that you wanted to cover today? No, I think we're good. Look at us, man. We I want to go it. cover myself up in bed. <laughs> okay. We'll leave you there to do that on your own. Uh, let's see. Remember, the show needs your involvement. Use the chat and the subreddit to uh, give us your feedback. We appreciate you when you do that. Uh, also, the Friday game previews back. We talked about that. Uh, oh, God, Kevin. that's I, I hate that production prediction. Uh, Friday preview is back. Tony, Jeff Risden, Tony Ortiz, T.O., Jeff Risden, and myself will do the preview. It's a it's a great show. We have a lot of fun, and uh, we'll get you all the info you need ahead of the Sunday game against the Indy Colts. Don't forget about it on Patreon. We gave you a little taste of the intelligence that just emits from the slack. But fortunately, like Case's stench, it is well contained. And uh, it's only in the slack. Head over to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. And get yourself a, a dollar or more a month donation, and that'll get you access to the Slack. And you can take part and be smarter just by the company you keep. All right. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast, and on the Twitter machine at DET Lions podcast. Give us a follow, DET Lions podcast, the very best place to see Mr. Case. With no pants on. I saw you thinking. Uh, give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast. <laughs> Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. Or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. 929-335-4667. And also be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and subscribe to the podcast so we can pop in your box automatically. It's a great way to go. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. No problems, baby. Because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.